invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary. Yo, episode 270, we made a podcast. Ridiculous. 270. Good thing we have, like, we got some rejuvenation, you know what I mean? We got Holly back in the building. Yeah, I can do five more episodes. (laughs) I don't know if Holly's going to become a part of We Made It Podcast. I'm open to it, you know what I mean? But I don't know if Holly's really with it like that. I mean, we do have big plans for next summer, so why not start now? Let's go. Okay, so are let's we go. Are, are we making it official that we made a podcast as gonna, three people? Let's jump her in right now. Are you ready for the We Made It Podcast pack out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. You're in now. You can jump in. Let's go. Let's you're, go. <laughs> you're in the gang. There's no money. Uh, <laughs> Actually, it's negative money. You got to send us money. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we made a podcast. Now we're three people. Um, episode 270. We got a few things to talk about. We're going to talk about some Champions League. Talk about um, Caesar's favorite coach, Thomas Tuchel or Tuchel. That's, that's not my favorite coach. Getting fired. And if we have time, we'll talk about um, the formal signing of the equal pay agreement in the USA. But... Which games did you guys watch between yesterday and today? I caught a bit of PSG, Juve, and then I watched all of Napoli and Liverpool today, which was quite the game. Caesar, would you? Are you? Who, I watched. You watched Real Madrid. I watched a lot of games, unfortunately, but I watched mainly what we talk about. I watched Real Madrid, Celtic. And then I, I caught some of the other games too, but I was just I just had them on while I was working. I wasn't like watching, but the Real Madrid Celtic game I legit watched. You didn't watch any today? I did. I watched. Um. Uh. Were you gonna watch Inter Bayern? Yes, I watched that. Yes, 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 yes. I watched that. I watched that. It was very boring. Sorry. <laughs> well, what do you guys think of um, PSG Juve? Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, PSG Juve. Let's see. When I watched the game, first of all, like. It was like one of the I didn't expect it to be such a closer scoreline. Like when you watched it, it felt like a bigger gap was going on in terms of like play on the field. Um, what has consistently been an issue for Juve, I've talked about for six years, is like they just do a terrible job of having midfield possession and like they just sit back and run these random counters um and hope that something happens. Also, they're running two left footed tall uh, strikers it's never gonna work like that man you, you, you gotta have some parity when you have right-footed wingers it don't work like this you know the the, the game is the game is angles um uh, holly are you left-footed right-footed okay okay good she knows better <laughs> no, <laughs> no, um but no like um yeah and juve also like they came out hot but they didn't get goals that like i would say are like uh, I'm sorry, PSG, like the two goals that PSG got, I felt like were like highlight goals, right? Like, oh man, that's crazy. But they weren't goals that were like through a consistent buildup. Like I didn't see like like a consistent pattern of buildup that P like, for example, Real Madrid, like they go 70% down the left side of the field and they keep setting that up over and over and over between the top two and then make something happen. When PSG, it just feels like, oh, here's this crazy run from the right side, Mbappe, then the left side, then Neymar does a crazy dribble and then falls into the goalie. It's, it feels very like, like, um, like 
Harlem Globetrotters when you know Real Madrid is like feels like a, like a legit like offense is being set up. So um, yeah, PSG just felt very kind of like sporadic, and it kind of showed in the scoreline that they were only able to pull a, t- a two-one result. When I honestly expected them to really dog uh, Juve, I was shocked that it was going to be that close. Yeah, I was also expecting a lot more, and especially from the first like fifteen minutes, it did seem like it was all PSG. But you're right; it's so like. I don't want to say they're well, they're obviously very skillful and like they play that to their advantage, but it does seem very like highlight reel type stuff. Like I, obviously there's tactics involved, but like, it's like, I don't know, especially well, both goals. Yeah. We're highlight reel goals kind of. And like, I mean, I didn't really catch this, the, the second half too much, but it looked like it should have been a bigger scoreline for sure. I didn't see Weston McKinney's goal, y'all American goal. Uh, I disowned him. He, he has nothing <laughs> to do with me. Um, <laughs> my boy bound rock with him because he doesn't like watching soccer. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you why I was mad at him actually after that goal. But I did watch that match, um, the whole thing, and it was the first goal was amazing by Mbappe. Mm-hmm. That second goal was also really good. It was like a, a good one-two with him and Hakimi. Yeah. Um, but there was a header by Milik in like the 19th minute that kind of woke PSG up. PSG was dominating, but they were getting into some kind of boring lulls. Then Milik had that header, kind of woke PSG up, then they scored again. Um, but the first half, Juve was terrible. Like, they were so bad. I predicted that Juve will not advance and they will be in Europa or not even do that and just be last place. Conference? I don't think they can go into conference oh. if they're last place, but – like league. I watched Juve one match, I'm like, this team is terrible. Um, but in the second half, PSG definitely like. Okay, the 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 media that I saw talk about the match, they said that PSG would like didn't have any chances. They did have some chances in the second half that could have been goals for sure. Um, like there were some good saves by whoever Juve's goalie was, but um, Perrine, who Perrine? Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how you know him. Um, but sees okay, they'll go off. <laughs> but um, they definitely didn't try as hard in the second half, and it was like, what are you doing? Like you, like you should definitely be dominating this team way more. But um, sadly, in the fifty-first minute, when it could have been three-zero, Mbappe had a ball hog moment of the century. He's going down the right, and he has just the easiest cross to Neymar who's like right there and he just ends up shooting the ball like way into the crowd I need a hat trick terrible terrible angle you're not gonna make that shot and and not only did he not get it on frame like you just completely scuffed it and props to Neymar honestly because like if anybody's supposed to be like mad and sulking it's like dude like this is a 3-0 chance if you get three up on Juve like they're they're done but Mbappe's like hella ball hog right there. And honestly, he's the only player that does that. Like watching PSG, I haven't watched him as much this season, but Neymar does not ball. Like Neymar sits on the ball too long, but he won't shoot when there's like an easy pass. Mbappe does that a lot. Um, but I was mad at, uh, I, I call him Weston McConan because he does look like McConan the rapper. Um, but Weston McConan got that header and this fool starts celebrating after like doing his little sword thing. 
I'm like, dog, you're down. We're gonna win a game here, dog. Like, go grab the ball and bring it back to the to the halfway line. He's over here doing the sword. I'm like, really, idiot. I'm like, why do you have to be so American? Come on, man. Can you just... I, I know what you were gonna say, Caesar. I know what you were gonna say, but um, it's American, dog. It's so American. But yeah, Juve uh, is still really bad, and they're not gonna advance. Um, I have a question for you. Huh? What do you think? Because the big conversation from the wonderful pundits at um, CBS Paramount Plus on the American side were saying that, like, um, uh, oh, hey, like, this is great. Um, now PSG has a, finally a preseason with Messi, and, like, here's the setup. Like, can you name, like, what's one positive you saw? And, like, what's the main negative of, like, PSG going forward? The, like, PSG looked good. Like, they can play with anybody. We saw, We've seen that. I thought so too in that first half. Like in the beginning, they looked like pretty solid. Very solid. It's just the consistency. And sometimes they just like you'll Are see. Are they running five backs? They're they're running three in the back. Um three in the back and two wing backs. With the Ramos and uh what's his name? Kimpembe and Marquinhos. But it's just sometimes they just become kind of disinterested. They don't have that like let's you have Mbappe, dude. Like, just keep on feeding him the ball. Yeah. And, and I think you're right about Neymar. Like, I noticed this season, like, he looks very much like previously, he looks like he was dragging solo to make things happen. Mm-hmm. When I was watching PSG's buildup, he's doing a lot of, like, one-touch move plays with people, like, uh, pass back, pass forward, get into space, uh, dual left-footed pass here, right foot. It seems like he's trying to do a little bit more like with more hands offensively. Then, of course, he has his moments where he, he tries to get a crack into him, not even doubting that. But, like, I saw, like, PSG has, like, a little bit of more, like, um, chemistry up top a little bit more. I was like this. The, the, the reason why I was shaking my head when Holly said tactics is because they're, it, 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 it looked the freestyle to me, to be yeah, honest. <laughs> they're the team. It's just ramshackle. Like, but the thing is you have Neymar yeah, who was, like, every defender scared of him. You know, you have Messi, who is like vision is crazy. And then you have Mbappe, who can run by anybody easily. So you're going to have chances no matter what. And you have like Verratti and Vitinha, like they're midfielders that can keep the ball. You know, there's there's not that much uh, pressure on the deep, like on the defenders, like on the three backs, because all these people can keep the ball so well. But really, like when you're watching it, it's just like, what's going on here? There's no tactics at all. It's just like, give the ball to one of these guys and hopefully something happens. You know what's funny? When I was watching Real, I noticed that like Tuachemi would have actually been perfect for PSG because he's like the perfect, like I get the ball, I dribble a little bit, then I pass it midfielder ever. I'm like, you just needed a guy like that. You didn't need to be getting 15 other midfielders. Just get that guy. All he does is like steal the ball hold possession for two dribbles and passes it every time. It's great. I'm like, that's what you guys need because there's 15 people on that team that want to hold the ball all day. You know, Caesar <laughs> got to bring in Real Madrid no matter what. Uh, uh, wait, Holly, did you watch? You, you said you didn't watch any matches yesterday or no? Just that one, just the first half of that one. But what I wanted to add is like PSC are like a real life ultimate team, but like every all the lines connecting the players are like yellow to red yeah. instead of green. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> green means like they're like good chemistry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, Caesar. So you watched uh you watched uh, Real Madrid versus Celtic yesterday? Yeah? Absolutely. Let's talk about that a little them. a little bit. I uh, just a little bit. Um, 
Burma did look good. The only thing to note is, unfortunately, Benzema was subbed out in the 30th minute with an injury. That's concerning because Real Madrid didn't actually let go of, of Jovic in the offseason. Um, he was kind of whatever anyways. But there was no backup striker on the team other than Mariano, who's a basketball player now. Um, he plays basketball. Um, and then so Hazard came in, did score a goal. Been a long time since I've seen a goal from young Hazard. He looked pretty solid too. Yeah, he looked solid. What I liked him on bottom, I was like, he looked before he, he used to have more of an athletic games, so he was like very like trying to explode. I think he realized he literally can't explode anymore, so he was doing a good job being just very patient. I like, kept a close dribble, waited for the runs to come, and then he did a nice pass. He looked good out there, especially centrally. I'm like, if he plays a false nine, he he can do that. He looked pretty good. He had an assist too, Caesar. I got in a YouTube comments argument with some dude. <laughs> Because I was saying that Hazard is much better playing like Benzema's backup. I agree. Like, I was saying, like, he's better doing that than trying to be on the wing. He can't be a winger. No, no. He doesn't have the wing anymore. They talked about he had a surgery to remove the... The the metal from like he had, basically had his knee cleaned out. Mm, oh my dog, he can't run like you. When you get your knee cleaned, it's it's over. Like you can't run like you used to. So he has, but he's always been a great dribble and he likes to post people up a lot and like kind of body them. So he looked good doing that. He he made up some nice plays, set up set up the offense. Well, what what Benzema does is not a traditional center forward. So Hazard can do that. Yeah, like, that's easy. And he had he had that assist. I mean, it wasn't like a crazy assist, yeah. but he had the assist on Modric's goal too. To be honest, Real Madrid does bank a lot on like production from Vinicius offensively. So like even when Benzema's not scoring, I know last season Benzema was doing insane stuff, but this season like Benzema hasn't scored as much, especially as Vinicius. Vinicius like scored almost every single game this season um, because they're feeding that ball so much, and he's able he with that speed he's able to get into open spaces. So in the Celtic game, he just got himself on an open space from a beautiful pass from Valverde that got in, and Hazard scored, and and then Hazard did a nice pass to Modric too, um, who got like his classic uh, outside the boot shot too. Also, you need to show Celtic some love. They were putting pressure on Real Madrid's goal. This is this in the first half. This is, this is, the first a, half oh, they were putting pressure oh, on Real Madrid's goal. You oh, hater! Oh, this, oh, this is a pro Celtic podcast. Um, wait, shout wait, out to wait, them. wait, Holly, are you a Rangers fan? Keep it real. No. Okay, I'm not a well, it's a pro Celtic, <laughs> pro Celtic podcast. Yeah. They did really good. They brought my boy. Uh, they brought all the my fellow Japanese players out there, but. Um, they didn't. They couldn't get it done, dog. They couldn't get it done. Okay, let's go to today because I I do want to hear about this Liverpool Napoli match. I didn't watch it. The scoreline was crazy. Please, Holly, tell me about it. Oh, it was actually such a good game. Liverpool looked lost the entire game, and for me, that that's I love to see it. You love to see it, and honestly, it got me thinking. Like, is there going to be another German manager that sacked today? That's how bad it was. I'm so down to get that tweet later at 1 a.m. <laughs> 1 a.m. like a two shell tweet. Oh, he's out. Great. I go to bed good tonight. <laughs> but honestly, like Fabinho looked terrible in the middle. Uh, Joe Gomez was absolutely lost at the back. Even Van Dyke got um got played out a little bit. But um, there's this kid on Napoli. He's like from georgia or something i don't even know how to say his name it's like kvetch kelia or something like <laughs> your audio cut out wait wait holly you're muted you're muted you're muted 
Oh, wait. Now you're back. Wait, Was I muted? You're... Okay. Now you're back. Now you're back. You're back. You're back. Now I'm back. Okay. Okay. You started out after you talked about that, that winger they have. Or whatever. <laughs> okay. So basically, he was running through um, Liverpool's midfield. I texted you guys and I was like, Liverpool's looking like Swiss cheese because they were just getting, they were so many holes in the middle and they were just getting beat. There's like, go on Twitter, search up um, like Kevich Kelly's highlights. He like made Fabinho look like, like he broke his ankles in the middle of the pitch and just kept oh. turned and kept going. Like it was so good. And he set up um, Simeone's son's goal. Uh, the fourth goal. It was so nice, but honestly, like I was very oh. surprised that <laughs> my cat, did you see that? <laughs> Trying to skate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Honestly, it, they looked so Liverpool looked so good in Napoli. I didn't know they could play like that, to be honest. I haven't watched much Serie A this season, but they're looking really good. And Liverpool, questionable. I saw a play. Well, well, well speaking of Van Dyke, I pulled Van Dyke's card last year. I said he's washed last year. Um, but I saw a play. What is it? Uh, Zembo and Guisa scored. Yeah. And there was like a one two, and it was four Liverpool players just standing. Still, they were literally just standing in the box. Like, I don't know. I don't know if there's something going on. Like, they looked like they weren't even putting any effort into it. It's like they knew. And uh, Kovach Kelly, like, ran past. He had Trent Alexander Arnold in his, like, pocket the whole time. And then he ran past Joe Gomez. Uh, it was just, I mean, it was beautiful to watch. But, like, I don't know what's going on with Lewis Liverpool in that game. A- aka Ho Gomez, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I only saw like two of the goals, but Trent Alexander Arnold, I don't know like what happens to him when he has to defend. I was saying it in the Man U match, like confusing, w- like I just don't know what's going on when he has to defend in space, especially like I feel like he starts crying on the inside, like he's he like checks out terrified, out. like. I don't want to do this anymore. And he'd rather just lay on the ground because he just has no interest or something. Then when he starts getting beat, he gets mad and like trying to like pick fights. I'm like, dude, like you got to pick a lane. Do you not want to be beat? Like, What's going on here? I can't tell. Hey, look, it's like, do you want to play wingback? You can just go to the team man. just go to enter some run around up there and do whatever you want. But uh, here you got to play. They have a four back set. You got to play defense, dog. Um, I saw one of the highlights. That's a, the second, the third goal they got. It was the same thing where that um, Georgian guy straight out of Atlanta came down the, the flank <laughs> and then like crossed the ball in. And like, there's just a, like a five foot eight Napoli player just standing there and two center defenders just standing in between. I'm like, wait a minute. Like no one put a hand on a body. No one grabs a shoulder or a shirt. Foul him. Why? Why does a short guy just standing there in the middle get an open uh, cross? Like, it, I'm like, what are they doing? I, it's like they literally just showed up for work, but they didn't like like come to work at all. Like, are they trying to get uh, the coach fired? Because it looked like a little bit of a defensive protest out there. I don't know what's going on, dude. Yeah. But I'm not watching Napoli this year because I'm protesting those jerseys. I hate them. I'm, I'm not watching. I mean, they never really have nice jerseys. They always kind of look the Except same. Except for like three years ago, they had those sick Kappa ones with the gold and blue. That was the only one. They oh, had. yeah. Those were nice. But ever since but then. Oh. Honestly, I think Liverpool played a bit scared mm-hmm. because they did concede two penalties. I know uh, Napoli did miss one, or Anderson saved one, I should say. But um, 
it could have easily been like five nil in the first half. I'm if it wasn't for the penalty and another goals. like open net like miss, but like it was brutal. Shout out to Georgia, you know what I mean? Uh, Saakashvili, he's weird. But um, I don't know what's going on with Liverpool. Um, I was really expecting all the Serie A teams to not advance. Like, I was thinking, like, Inter, Juve, and Napoli would not win any matches. And, yeah, I was kind of hoping that. What about Milan? um, Liverpool is just really uh, messing up my bracket, I guess. What about AC Milan, dog? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, they drew against Salzburg. Hey, man, whoa, whoa, they're pretty good. <laughs> they have nice away jerseys. Um, okay, Caesar. Okay, you watch Inter Inter Bayern. Uh, let's hear a little bit about that. Yeah, Inter Bayern. Um, strangely enough, I kind of enjoyed watching Bayern's form going forward. They have like this pretty like it, I like their offense. They have like Mueller in the middle, and they'll have Coleman and and Sane on the, and and Mane just kind of like rotating flanks, like attacking. And when they do get possession moving forward, they look extremely dangerous. Now, they don't have that same. I don't have the same fear of them like when they had Lewandowski. Like Lewandowski is is, is just extremely dangerous. Like that's the guy you circle on the score sheet, like you got to watch him. Like they don't really have that guy right now, but you know, um, they're able to make a lot happen. You know, I think there was moments Sane was playing. I know Bam would have been so upset watching how left footed he was. He was like g- going to the right with his left foot, like sideways. And I was like, this is cringe. <laughs> it was really rough, but no, they looked really good. Um, they had some, they could have been a bigger scoreline. Um, they had some opportunities with, with Sadio Mane too, that, could have uh, went through. Um, they looked good. They also had a deeper midfield with your boy Sabitzer and um, Kimmich. Uh, Kimmich in deep because Gretz come back from a knee injury. And it looked really good because they, they have great service. Like they're able to move that ball so well. Um, the only times they kind of really messed up was when Noor kind of was acting crazy and he almost like got the ball stone off him like three times. But um, yeah, they didn't, they didn't really like, see like they were fearing any threat like there was there was like a couple moments where inter could have had something going but it's just i'm like i don't i don't believe in them i don't think anybody really did either um byron looked pretty much in control of the game and yeah it was okay just wasn't the most like highlight real game it's like a lot of just good plays and they won won it out um i did watch tottenham versus marseille i don't want to get into it that much because nobody cares except for me but tottenham won two zero because and Bimba got a red card, and then they got a couple of headers from Richarlson. But uh, Marseille was dominating the first, like up until that red card, Marseille was dominating. Um, but some other some other scores um, that were big. Okay, Barca beat Victoria Pilsen or whatever. Um, Sporting beat Eintracht Frankfurt three zero, which is cool. Benfica yeah. beat Maccabi Haifa, um, which you love to see. Maybe I don't know if Holly loves to see that, but. Um, BVB beat uh, Copenhagen 3-0. And then one of the uh, shocking scorelines from yesterday, Dinamo Zagreb 1-0 over Chelsea, a match that I did watch, which led to your boy, Holly's favorite manager, Thomas Tuchel, (laughs) being sacked in the wee hours here in North America. Were you guys shocked? Yeah, I was pretty shocked. Bam kind of predicted it. He kind of called it yesterday. He, he did said, 
when I was messaging you about the game, you're like, they're probably, he's probably, Tuchel's probably about to get sacked. You messaged that. You can check the group. I don't even remember saying that. You said Tuchel's about to get sacked. I was like, probably. And then, then, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm getting in bed, you know, checking the late night text. He was popping and I get a alert to Chelsea. I was like, well, that's, that's the best sex I could get right now. (laughs) So he's out of there. Um, They looked super uninspired. Uh, Um, I actually liked the fact that they got a booming. I thought that was a good pickup for them. Like there was a couple of times that he, you could tell he was trying to be like a little bit, you did, right? He was trying to be, <laughs> you called that. Um, he was trying to be unselfish, but I don't know. Even though I was watching Havertz, I'm like, what is, what's, what's going on? Do you care? Like, I don't know. They just, they look kind of over it. Zyke looked terrible. Oh my God. He, he looked so bad. He did. I didn't even realize he was set to leave. Like Tusha wanted him gone by the end of the window. So that's kind of awkward. Yeah. And Mason Mount, he was all over the place, but like nothing fit. I was like, what are you doing? He was on the left side and he was trying to like do moves and getting the ball stolen. He went the right side. He's turning the ball stolen. The crowd was getting buck wild every time they got the ball. So it was so (laughs) funny. I was like, damn, (laughs) they're loving this. I I do think Thomas Tuchel is a good coach. Um, He's only been there since. January last year, it's two seasons. Yeah, I mean, why did you always wear out as welcome? What's going on here? Well, I, I do, I do think the situation was a little different. Well, I'll just say this: he finished fourth that first season, and they won Champions League, and they finished third last season. Um, but that team went through it because of the war last year. Like, or I'm sorry, this year, like the team just got completely overhauled, owners wise. And then you bring in Todd Bowley, who I did do some research on. And I, I I have my theories about this situation with Mr. Thomas, Tomness. Todd Bowley, the owner of the um damn, did I forget? Uh who he, he owns the Dodgers, right? No, he doesn't own the Dodgers. Who does he own again? He owns he the Dodgers. The, is it the Dodgers? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, why does uh, Tuchel not want to play Pulisic ever? Like, how does it, like, why? I'm like, you got Loftus Cheek, who is really bad. Why does he never want to play Pulisic? But I'm thinking Thomas Tuchel or Tuchel, he's not getting down with uh, Pulisic's politics. I think that Thomas Tuchel is a leftist. And he's like, look, I seen you liking them January 6th tweets, uh, uh, Christian Pulisic. And Todd Bowley. He's some billionaire. I was looking up his political donations. Yes, I, I does that. And he donated. I, I don't know Holly's politics. I'm not trying to guess here. But <laughs> but Todd Bowley did donate more to Republicans and Democrats in 2020. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe Tuchel met him. And, you know, maybe Todd Bowley uh, rubbed him the wrong way. Google is extremely German. Either. This is ridiculous. I'm not doing it. I don't know what extremely German means. I don't know what that means, but I, I mean, I current, don't... current era German, not like back then. <laughs> well, the prime minister is, is leftist, right? Uh, the chancellor of Germany? Chancellor, yeah. Whatever he, the hell they call. Goddamn, they got too many titles. He's, he's no leftist, but you know. Okay. Um, but I think this is a political situation. And Thomas was like, I'm out of here. I don't really want to be here. He's taken 13 million pounds to the bank for leaving. And he's like, peace out. I I think that's a fun. Uh, it's a fun. Re- <laughs> it's fun research. You did fun research. Who else is doing it? It's entirely possible. And I'm not saying it's impossible. 
Okay, it's plausible. You'll see. You'll see. But what I think happened is let's keep it real. I talked about this last season of the show. You cannot have a successful team, especially in a league competition, when your top score has five goals. <laughs> Literally, they were like into they were into March or May, and five six players were tied with four goals, and that was like the leading score at six. I'm like. You're not going to have a successful campaign if you have a consistent person that you can pass it to to get the results you need. Like, yeah, the, the the this team ball thing is fun in Champions League where you're playing Wednesday after Sunday games and it's sporadic and you have a lot of players of high energy and they have a lot of midfielders and wingers and just throwing them at you all day, you're going to win. But when it comes to consistent league play on the back end of those games, you need players that are just going to be there and do that damn job every time. They don't have a, they've never, they haven't had a top five Premier League striker in many years. So, like, what's going on here? And so uh, they they got Lukaku last year. It didn't work out. He dipped. It's just not working. I think Tuchel is also a good coach, but also I think Tuchel's problem is that I think that he also thinks that his way is the only way. I don't think he's very open minded and trying to like diversify his offense and see what he can do offensively. His formation was a little weird. Even his team, the formation is goofy. I don't really know what's going on up top. I just kind of see like a bunch of small wingers running up there and trying to score. I don't know. I, I, it's hard to read that team. And I just think that because of the donations, they just let them go. That's probably what happened. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the president's don't no, I'm playing, but yeah, I just didn't but, think it worked out. Yeah. But for me, I think it's like for the longest time now, Chelsea have been like a here and now team. They haven't thought about the future. They have so many Academy kit. Like they, they, they haven't thought of building from their own Academy in, in a while. Like sure. There's been a few kids who've come out, but like they ship them off all the time. And that kind of brings up the fact that like, so like what Graham Potter is like their number one, uh, number one pick after Tuchel. And like, He's coming from Brighton, who is literally known for... They have such a good system going on. Like, they know how to build a club. And if he... I see so many people on the internet being like, Grand Potter, don't pick up the call. Like, don't, don't do answer it, Chelsea's call. Because, like, he he's going to have, a like one, in, like, one season. And if he doesn't perform, like, he'll be gone, too. Like, I think Chelsea just don't know what they're doing. I don't think so either. And I think also they did have a lot of turnover. I think we undervalue like having like a massive ownership change. You know, Roman was there for a long time, like a long time. And all of a sudden he's gone. The money's still there, but leadership in terms of ownership, he might have a completely different vision. And his vision might be more price-based. It might be more price line, more than success. I mean, the Tammy Abraham thing is another blunder and consistent blunders in Chelsea being able to retain their youth talent, right? Like there's, there has to be a reason why this guy can score 20 goals over here, but not do anything here. There gotta be a reason. So it's uh, Syria. Yeah, I know. But he, like, I mean, he's just a big striker. Like, I mean, like what, what are we doing here? I've already made fun of him in the past. I think he has weak ankles, but that's nothing. Like, uh, Yeah. I just, I think that, Chelsea, like you said, I think they're very much like they don't think about the long term, and that's shown in their coaches, right? From Jose to to then they get um what's his name too from Italy? What they got the Italian Conte. guy too? They Conte. Conte. They've Conte, always had yeah. a rotating hot seat of like coaches there. Well, I mean, look, I don't know what side Holly's on in the war in Ukraine right now, but there are a lot of Ukrainians <laughs> in Canada. Um, but I think that that situation really caused a lot of upheaval. upheaval um in the team and i think that new owner i just feel like 
Thomas Tuchel was not feeling him because it's weird. They have a good team and they played well this season. I just feel like Thomas, like, yeah, I don't want to stay here no more. Also, you know, let me go. They spent money. They, they spent, spent a lot of money. Lot of money 260. On yeah. It was a record transfer window for them, I think. Which Chelsea never does. Chelsea's like Arsenal before, where they're like super stingy on getting players sometimes. They spend a lot of money on players. Yeah, but he was like, nah, dude. Why would it take one result to fire him? I don't believe that. It's kind of weird. Look, Real Madrid lost to uh, Sheriff last year and won the he lost to Shakhtar, too. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> like for me, I'm like, this result is not enough, dude. Like, no. let the team gel. You just got a bombing. He only played a little bit. He had a couple chances. He had, like, one chance where he ended up squaring it to Raheem Sterling. That was kind of weird. But yeah. it's early days. Let, let the team gel. They just got a center forward. Which is like the thing that they needed the whole time, Badly. like on the matches that they lost. But I, I think it was more Thomas saying, "Look, I'm I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm not going to be repping some. You got two. Repu- you got a Republican player and owner. I don't want to be part of this. I don't. I don't know Holly's politics. I don't want to offend you. But you know, <laughs> okay, good. But I think that's what it was. And you know what? When you find out, you're like, damn, Bam was right." Honestly, though, Tuchel has faults with like everybody, every club he's been at. He's it happened at Dortmund, it happened in at yeah, PSG Dortmund. with like the sporting director. Like, okay, but at BVB, I remember that whoever that uh, owner was, he's kind of a slave owner type. I remember him talking shit about Dembele and Abomiang a couple times. We we talked about it years ago in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not really feeling that dude either. I don't remember who it was. And PSG, like, come on, dude, like it's PSG, like. <laughs> Really, like honestly, I feel like his career would have been better if he never went to PSG. Go to BVB, go to like I hate to say it like this, but go to like a real team after BVB. PSG is a a clown show in a lot of ways, but I mean, whatever, he'll he'll find a new job. Um, we only got four minutes. Uh, I don't know if y'all seen that, but um, I am seeing Caesar's cars on his shirt though, you know what I'm saying? He got that. El Camino and I'm just, I'm just the I'm just a classic American dog. What you <laughs> um but we did have some we did have well we got the news in May, but I guess they finally signed the agreement to split all the revenue evenly between the US men's national team and the US women's national team. Holly, I know you don't care because you hate America, but no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, <too>. but <laughs> no. But Holly, uh, what do you think about this? Uh do you think this is good? Like do you think what do you know what Canada's situation is in regards to that? Um, honestly, Canada kind of going through a similar thing uh, at the moment as well um, between both the national teams. But um, honestly, what I've always thought about it, it, like I always obviously thought it was never fair. And considering the success of honestly, both the U.S. women's national team and the Canadian women's national team, like they it should be a lot more or it should be equal at least like at least minimum. It should be like, that should have never really been a question. Um, but I'm really glad that they all finally got what they deserve and will continue to get what they deserve. Actually unpopular opinion. I actually root more for the U S women's national team than I do Canada's. So gotta go guys. Gotta- no, 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 no. She can do that still because <laughs> We still have Megan Rapino and it's fair. Yeah, as long as you have Rapino there, you can do that. That do you, that's a, do you, do you that's have a any, wonderful person. Do you have any outspoken political people in the Canada Women's National Team? Um, I think none of them so public like the 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 US. I think it's more 
it's all behind the scenes stuff. Like they don't really, they, it's always, they speak as a team or, you know, it's never one outspoken person, which I always admired in Rapino and several of the other U S players, but I don't know. I don't know why there isn't. I feel like, I mean, not to say that Canada is perfect, but Canada's politics aren't as polarizing as here. Like it's kind of, it's a lot easier to like, you know, we got some major racist event or some, you know, attempted coups like every other week here so like sure. it's it's a little trudeau is just running you know, hey guys but like he had a little bit of heat now he, uh, he had a little bit of heat he's had some heat season. before yeah, yeah he's definitely but, had some heat. but it but the numbers came out and didn't really turn out the way who, 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 who damn it what was the other uh, mayor of toronto the crack smoking jamaican Tom talking Ford? To, no Rob Ford. Rob yeah. Ford. If yeah. Rob Ford became president, then you would have had somebody. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Rob Ford, Prime that, Minister Rob Ford. That was my guy. That was my guy. R.I.P. to that man. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rob Ford. Dog. Hopefully they put the pipe in the casket. Pour <laughs> one out for Rob Ford. No, I'll, I'll go super fast, man. I see I have 20 seconds to talk. Um, yeah, I, I know Bam's take on this. I just think in general sense, equality was absolutely the goal. And I think that that's what was in, in great. In the past, we've had to use damn nutrition bar companies just to supplement funds for the women to get a decent amount of pay equivalent to the men. Now that that's finally equal, especially when trophy-wise, it's not equal. It's great that the women are going to be receiving equal pay and fair pay. And that's what I, I want to see moving forward for all Male and female win sports in America. That'd be great seeing that move forward. So good for the women. They deserve that absolutely through and through. I mean, although we made a podcast stance as always that the women deserve more, I guess. The women do deserve more. I'm happy they got equal, but I want them to get more. Yes, but we don't really have much to say anymore because the time's almost up. We made a podcast. Episode 270. <laughs> this is a great day because Holly is officially a part of We Made a Podcast, I think. We jumped her in. I don't know. If she's, I don't know if she's joking, though. But no, I signed the... Okay, oh, sorry. okay, okay. All right, we're going to get cut off, so let's just I'll keep talking until they do. Um, yeah, so we got a third member, finally, after five years. Let's just keep trying talking. to get cut off on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> let's just get cut off. Purpose. yeah that's Caesar's favorite thing. Is first Holly, sign us out. Holly, sign us out. Wait, uh, I think I have something to tell you guys. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, no, I was joking, actually. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary.